The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Ann Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer. Hello, this is your host, Ann Gelsheimer, and welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. My guest today is one of my favorite people, the wonderful Joan Ocean. And we are about to have a fascinating discussion about dolphins, whales, extraterrestrial beings, multidimensional awareness, and the messages of whales and dolphins regarding our evolution as a species. When I first began dreaming of creating this radio program to help lift human consciousness, Joan Ocean was one of the people I most wanted to have as a guest. Joan has swam with dolphins and whales on an almost daily basis for decades which has allowed her to carry out research that is unprecedented. Regarded as an authority on the subject of dolphin telepathic communication, she has developed the methodologies of her work entitled Participatory Research, in which human and cetacean species are equally conducting research with each other. Having earned a Master's of Science in Counseling Psychology, Joan Ocean is a psychologist, shaman, and scientist who creates environments that support people in transition from one lifestyle, one dimension, and even one physical form to another. She's the author of two books that have been translated into 10 languages, Dolphin Connection, Interdimensional Ways of Living, and Dolphins into the Future. She's also a contributor to the book Dolphins and Whales Forever. The evolution of human beings through gentle enlightenment and natural joy has been the center of Joan Ocean's work for the past 27 years. Joan has shared her research with people from all over the world and has led dolphin communication seminars in so many countries. I've personally participated in two of her seminars in Hawaii in which we swam with wild dolphins and manta rays and humpback whales And those experiences were truly transformative and magical for me. So, Joan, I'm so happy you're here as a guest tonight. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. I am so happy to talk to you. You know, when we're on those seminars together sometimes, there's so much going on with the dolphins and whales, and we don't have a lot of time to talk. So finally, we get a chance to really talk about things that we love together. So thank you. Thank you you for inviting me. Oh, you are so welcome. It means a great deal to me that you're on the show because the information that you have is so unique and so important. And I want to just jump right in because I know, just explain to the listeners, Joan is an animal communicator. She communicates with the dolphins and the whales and has been bringing in incredible information. So Joan, where would you like to start? Well, uh, I have to tell you that when I was swimming with the dolphins this morning, I don't know what I was thinking of, but I spontaneously asked them what they wanted me to share when I was talking with you today on Conscious Evolution Radio. (laughs) And, oh boy, they had a lot of ideas. So I I would like to uh, share a little about today's experience I've had with them in the water, which is similar to every day when I'm with them, the Hawaiian spinner dolphins, and then, you know, a little about their behavior and their physiology. And then they also suggested I I share a part about how the whales merge with our minds and, and what that leads to and how that helps humanity. And then a little about my uh, uh, relationship, really, with our star friends or the ETs 
and then even to add an inspiring channeled message from the whales. So I don't know how we can fit that all in. We might have to. (laughs) We may have to do a second interview, which is totally fine. So, you know how it is. You think you have an idea of what you're going to share. And then I don't know what got into me. I asked them and, and they, you know, were just telling me. And how do they tell me? You know, how do they communicate? They are very telepathic and they just send information. They stay right under me. They keep spinning around beneath me and I'm just floating above them watching the white sand below, the beautiful aqua blue water, (laughs) and all of this is coming into my mind, and I'm kind of going, really? Oh, that's what you want me to say? Oh, really? (laughs) I love it. It became lots of fun, and you know, it makes everything so easy in life. (laughs) You can confer with them on any subject. So, um, you know, just what was happening this morning, when I first got into the water, I saw only seven dolphins were there, and there were two uh, moms with their babies, and really sweet. And and they, they come very close to us. Whenever I bring people in the water with the dolphins, uh, people are so respectful and think, oh, there's a baby, and they keep their distance and all. But instead, the mom dolphin brings the babies right over as though she's saying, here's humans, and you're going to be swimming with them all your life, so get to meet them now. (laughs) And uh, that's, you know, what they were doing today, too, just Mm -hmm. staying right next to me and looking into my eyes and and. The way they were, there were only seven and they were moving around, to me that indicates that they're in a waiting mode, as I call it, that they're waiting for the larger pod to come. And often we are swimming with 200 to 300 spinner dolphins here. So I know to just wait with them and I'm watching them. They're so serene, so gentle. They're holding hands, kind of touching their pec fins with each other. And and then they, they keep going and... And they can outswim me, of course. So when they kind of swim into where it's a bit foggy in, in the water and I can't see them anymore, and, and I'm telling you about this with, with the idea, you, well, I know you know what I'm talking about, but for other right. people who have never swam with them, you can kind of picture what it's like there. And they swim uh, further away where my eyes can't see them as well. And then I start <laughs> making this high-pitched sound to call them back because I go, <laughs> Oh, very good. Not not unlike their sounds. <laughs> I don't want to break the equipment here, but I can hit this really high note. That's great. And then I keep doing that, and then I wait, and then I see them all coming back and coming back to me. And the 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 really the explanation of that it's not just the sound, and it's not just my cognitive thought that wants them to come back. It's more about as I'm making that high-pitched sound, I'm also thinking the words and feeling in my heart the words, I love you, and I can't swim as fast as you, and please come back and see me, and I want to play with you, but it's with love. And that's really uh, the way to communicate with dolphins and whales. They pick up on our frequency, on our emotions. So... They feel what we're feeling. They're masters of frequency. And then, of course, in the ocean, the salt crystals uh, help to convey the messages faster than than if you're on land. So, yes, uh, as you mentioned, the word tell empathy, it's about telepathy and empathy. And empathy is so important, the vibrational frequencies of empathy, empathy, and that's what they pick up. So then Jen, we're swimming sorry, together. Jen, how for, would you define that? How would you define, just for our listeners, the empathic part of it? Is that the emotional right. well, part of it? Well, you know, it's, it comes naturally to people, most people, when they're in the water with the dolphins and sometimes takes people by surprise because they get in the water and maybe a little nervous. The water's deep. It's the Pacific Ocean or Atlantic. And um, they're distracted a bit, the gear, the mass, the snorkel. But when they see the dolphins... Their hearts just overflow with love, so much love that any worries, any anxiety just disappears. And they're feeling that feeling. That's the empathy. You know, they're caring for them so much. Beautiful. And to, to me, that's the state the dolphins are always in. They are loving us, caring for us, and sending that out, and not only affecting our bodies, our thoughts and minds, our spiritual 
but also affecting the very water that we're swimming in, bringing it into harmony and balance. So, of course, telepathy, we know what that is when we can communicate mind to mind, and uh, they're definitely doing that, but it, it's the combination of thinking thoughts and combining it with the love. That's the frequency that they can receive, tell empathy. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So anyway, so then we swim on together, and um, and sure enough, um, a whole lot more dolphins showed up. And, uh, you know, I've, I've understood, and I, I like to mention this, that that dolphins and humans can actually reincarnate in each other's physical bodies. Um, you can't do that with all species, probably not with dogs and with horses and things like that. But dolphins and humans are enough similar that that does happen, and I've had that confirmed a number of times from different uh, star beings. And so we feel such love for them because many of us, I think, have been dolphins previously. I feel like I have. Maybe it was in the golden era of Atlantis, you know, mm-hmm. and we have so many images of, of that aspect of, of swimming in these uh, alabaster pools with dolphins that swim in from the ocean to co- commune Oh, yeah. With us. I saw that, definitely. When we did the guided imagery, and you didn't lead that. That was just something that uh, came into my consciousness, but I saw it so right. clearly. Yeah, and you know, I think Jean-Luc's art, Jean-Luc Bazzoli's art, reveals that often, too. He sees those images. Yes. And so people remember that, and it all comes back. And so, um, so then, I, so a whole big group comes, and so then I said, well, what would you suggest I share about you in my interview with Anne this, mm-hmm. you know, later today? And they just communicated back, tell the people who we are and how we are. And so then they begin to demonstrate beneath me, you know, they're, they're being really close to each other, love of family, love of each other, being careful not only with each other but with me, like I dive down right into the middle of them. Do they ever accidentally hit me with their tails or bump into me? No, they are so aware and so careful that I can trust them completely and dive in among them. And they're showing also, you know, about the, the healthy aspects of, of keeping active, you know, of moving, of moving your body mm-hmm. underwater. You can do that so well, better than on land, I find. And, of course, uh, they started demonstrating play. They found um, bubble, uh, well, they found uh, leaves in the water that, that were floating huh. there, flew in from offshore, and mm-hmm. they're playing with the leaves. They have the leaf. Um, wrapped around their pec fins or their dorsal fin or their tail. Or sometimes when they're really being silly, they put it right on their rostrum and the front of their face. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Attached and they're swimming forward and the leaf stays on them until they shake their head or shake their body and make it fall off. And then, of course, I dive down to try to catch it. And I say, try to, because <laughs> uh, lots of times they'll beat me to it on purpose, and they pick it up themselves before I can get it. And that was actually one way they taught me to dive, because I was determined to get that leaf. <laughs> brought out the competitive part of me, and uh, <laughs> they would always dive deeper than I could dive. So they're playing with the leaves with me, and then bubbles. They started releasing bubbles. And we have a funny way of interacting with the bubbles because when they release bubbles from their blowhole, to me, I think, well, this is coming from inside the dolphin's head. You know, these have to be amazing. (laughs) So, So sometimes I leave them and go after the bubbles instead to catch them and pull them toward my heart, you know, as they float up to the surface in the water. But mainly they're showing us to play a lot. The whales have said they play, 70% of their time is spent in playing, which is really interesting because some people don't think of whales in particular as playing. And then um, they were reminding me that eye contact, as, as I look into their eye and they're looking into mine and we're side by side and swimming along nonstop and they keep looking into my snorkel mask, right. <laughs> that eye contact is communication between our souls. Mm. And so they were just reminding me to share with everyone to develop 
our intuition, our telepathy, and then to trust it, you know, to not say, oh, I'm just making that up, oh, that can't really be true, to trust that what you're receiving is, is correct, and to create harmony in your environment, heal each other, and then to spend your days as much as possible doing what you love. They also encourage singing. They're down there making all oh. kinds of sounds in the water. Oh, yeah, I love that part because yeah. you can hear it so clearly when you're swimming with them. I know, and, and then they're spinning around underwater and above water, and they encourage that. Apparently, that helps, helps to activate your chakras if you can spin. And, and I think, Anne, you've probably heard the story where I try to do whatever they're doing because I know there's significance to it. And so they leap out of the water. These are spinner dolphins, of course, and they're spinning in the air. So I would try very hard to do that. I would kick my fins really strong and try to get up out of the water. (laughs) And it's hard. (laughs) But I couldn't really do it. (laughs) And um, I would get up to only about my waist. I couldn't get much higher. So I was feeling frustrated. You know, how can I copy them? And at that point, they transmitted to me a message that said, well, we swim in the water and we leap up and spin in the air, but you, human, Joan, you live in the air, so dive down and spin in the water. And it's just as good that it it really uh, helps you, left and right brain, uh, to to operate together, to be uh, increased, uh, amplified, the, the knowledge, the energy there. And so that's what we do a lot. We dive down and, and spin round and round and round underwater. So Jen, and then, of course, breathing. We're gonna, sorry, Joan, yeah. we're going to have to go to break. I can't believe it. We're already at our first break. Oh, but uh, we still got two more sections. So uh, when we okay. come back, we'll be talking some more about uh, the whales and merging with our minds and, and so much more information that Joan has for us. So this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we will be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. My guest today is Joan Ocean, and I am so thrilled because Joan is bringing with her messages from the dolphins and the whales in a way that only Joan can do because she has this incredible con- consciousness that's able to connect with these uh, beautiful cetaceans. So, Joan, let's 
jump back in uh, with the, we were talking about the dolphins, and I think you said you might like to share a message um, actually from extraterrestrials about dolphins. And, and people might find that odd that we're now suddenly talking about extraterrestrials, but <laughs> interestingly enough, it's all connected. So what, what yeah. would you like to share about that? Right. Well, um, one of the messages the dolphins shared right in the beginning, and, and I have some of their messages in my books for people who want to read those, but they said that they were incarnated on this planet in physical form, but to teach us about non-physical reality. They understood that that being such a physically oriented race, our human race, that to best make contact with us, they could come in a physical body and just bring us joy and love and happiness and meanwhile be teaching us about the non-physical. And as of, as of we know, um, you know, our bodies, they have told us, are very precious and very sacred, but we are much more than our physical body. We are multidimensional, which means that we can visit and experience dimensions beyond the third and fourth uh, reality that we exist most of the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, that is really what they want us to practice and to learn about. And so they told me that they came here to the earth through a window in time. And so I said, well, what is a window in time? And they said that they were on another timeline and that they made the decision to help on planet Earth and to come onto Earth at this time and to assist the human race in the evolution of the planet. And so they chose the perfect time along our very linear timeline as we know it to come in without changing anything or uh, interfering with anything and stayed quiet in the ocean for many, many years for a long time. And they said when the time had come that us humans, when we, it was time for us to come forward with the truth of what we know and what our spiritual paths are, that then the dolphins and the whales would start coming close to shore. The whales would be going up rivers and coming inland, and the dolphins would begin leaping in the air, literally calling people into the ocean. And so... That time came, and, and this is when they began talking to me about multi-dimensions and, um, and how they are not just physical beings, that they can access other dimensions while living in the physical here on Earth. <clears throat> so that actually was very familiar to me because as long as I can remember, I have had contact with the star beings that we call the Arcturians. I can remember in my teenage years and onward, whenever I had a question, I would contact them, and, and the answers were always available to me, and I just assumed everyone had that kind of contact, and I think we do. <laughs> Whether we we're aware of it or not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so since then, I've had contact with the Pleiadians and the Andromedans and Syrians, and and, you know, we call them those names, but I often find that they don't necessarily refer to themselves by those names. They have different vibrational frequencies that they refer to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, what I wanted to share, a message that's very interesting and that came from the ETs, um, it was a channeled holographic access network interface is what it was called. And it's a very interesting story that I related to deeply because now, as you know, I do a lot of work with taking people time traveling to other timelines. Right. And so uh, because of that, I was fascinated with what they were doing in CERN, in Switzerland, um, looking into... Um, <clears throat> timelines and black holes and how we can access them and finding out about multiple dimensions. Um, and so I received this information, and it was actually on the Internet, about an underground facility that's a collider facility that's in Africa, of all places. Oh, really? and, um, and I say it of all places because it's classified, and uh, most people don't know it's there. No, I and haven't so, heard of it. 
the information was that between the years of 1994 and 1999, the researchers in that facility uh, started receiving communications from an ET who said he was from a parallel universe or a parallel timeline. And it was, it was just amazing that these communications continued. The researchers became very involved in it. And they ended up asking this ET that was communicating over their advanced computers um, over 20,000 questions and receiving answers to almost all of those questions. So the researchers are doing other projects like space-time fabricating and um, atom replacement and removal and holographic programming and a number of different things, but they got so interested in this information that was surprisingly coming in. And so um, this was five years of receiving this information. And then in 1999, at the end of the year, they began looking at their software. Maybe you remember it was when Y2K uh, had come up. We were worried about that. that. Yeah, that the computers might go down or something. So they made some changes to be Y2K compliant. And at that point, they lost the communication. But it's very interesting, and it is called a Chani project, and perhaps some of your listeners have heard of it, and that's spelled C-H-A-N-I, and it's, again, for Channeled Holographic Access Network Interface. And uh, my friend Linda Moulton Howell, she uh, presents it very well on her Earth Files website. But the reason I'm talking about this here is because um, the ET said that he was like a student where he was living in his reality and that his elders among his race had asked him to interact, observe, study, and learn from the human race because they said our whole solar system had crossed into their parallel universe at this time. And um, they said we weren't the only ones, the only race reaching this, but other races were also um, coming into their solar system as well. Wow. So they suddenly had access to what was going on with us. And if you know about time, there's no such thing as past, present, and future. They were in an advanced timeline where they could see what was going to happen in our timeline. Okay. So it it was so fascinating, and I I know your listeners can look this up on their own, sure. but I wanted to just share what they said about the dolphins because it it aligns with everything I know about the dolphins as well. And they said the dolphins are the most clever on this planet timeline on Earth, mm-hmm. and, and you have to understand they they were sending their messages almost childlike uh, short sentences, and so that's what you hear. They said the dolphins are more advanced than humans on this planet and on this timeline. You must study dolphins. (laughs) The ocean water has residue from dolphin communications. The sounds of the dolphins cause the vibration of the seawater to become a beacon for balancing energy. Dolphins, keep your earth balanced. Wow. Dolphins always love all creatures with a God essence, even humans, they said, which I saw a little bit of humor there. Yep. (laughs) Dolphins understand the freedom of the God essence over many lifetimes before this lifetime. Dolphins protect all of the planet and all creatures on Earth with their God essence. They said, um, you must learn harmonics on your planet soon, or you will demise, not having learned anything, and need to begin at 0000 again. The sounds of the dolphins are healing the brainwaves of all the creatures on Earth. Dolphin sounds cause snaps in your brain to have better connections, which lead to miracles happening in your life. And that is so true. I tell you, it's a magic life when you spend as much time as possible in the water with the dolphins. So they just uh, uh, continue to say dolphins balance the harmonics of the Earth's vortices as well. 
Many beings live in the deep ocean and the hollow earth that can give you humans answers and can help you. When you understand the ocean, you will understand how cosmic traveling works easily. Oceans have the same composition and elements as outer space. When you understand salt and water and magnetics, you will understand life and every living thing. So uh, there was much, much more that this entity from this other timeline shared, but a lot of this information about the dolphins and whales was filed as classified, and so it wasn't released. And so that was just the part that I wanted to share with you that I, I think says it very clearly and concisely. Now, when we think about what you've just said and how important the dolphins are and contrast that with all the difficulty you've had uh, with government agencies and that around swimming with the dolphins and bringing humans to the dolphins, it's it's very sad. Maybe you could tell yeah. us a little bit about that because not to, you know, we don't have to spend a long time on it, but it hasn't been easy for you to, to, to bring the humans to the dolphins. Yes, it, it's true. It, it was quite interesting what process unfolded once I started swimming with the dolphins. And, and this information is not in any of my books because I just, I just wanted to share only the dolphin messages in the books. But right. it is very important to realize, especially nowadays, what was happening. I started swimming with the dolphins, well, I started in 1984, but moved to Hawaii in 88, and I didn't even really know how to swim. I had to have a boogie board to go out there, and I was quite surprised there were dolphins the first time I swam out into a bay in Hawaii, and they came over. Well, as you can imagine, I was so happy that I actually ended up moving to the big island, to Kona side, so that I could be with them every day. And I initially went to the um, the marine mammal agents that were at the pier in Kailua Kona and said, is it all right if I swim with dolphins? And they said, oh, sure, you go ahead. And then I could kind of see they were laughing to themselves because no one, they thought, could swim with dolphins. And at that time, here in Hawaii, no one was. Nobody could swim with dolphins because dolphins swim 35 miles an hour and humans swim, <laughs> what, one or two miles an hour. If we're so good, they just right. thought I was a funny, naive little woman, and um, sure, go ahead and swim with them. And so I did, and uh, because I'm a counselor and some of my clients heard that I was doing that, they asked if they could swim with me. And so um, I said, yes, you know, let's all swim out together, and there's a big pod of dolphins, and let's see what happens. Well, very soon after that, suddenly I was, Literally, um, it, it felt like an attack by government officials. It was what would be called a sting operation. All of a sudden, while I had a group at my home where I lived, right on the bay from my backyard out to be with the dolphins, they came, uh, blocked off the street, sirens flaring. Um, these these men came in with, like, Bulletproof jackets. The first one was holding a gun. He banged down the door really, really loud, really, really loud. Open the door, open the door. And it was very terrifying. And we opened the door, and here were these federal agents. And they said, you know, we're here to interrogate you. And they read me the Miranda Act. You have the right to an attorney. Everything you say will be used against you in a court of law. Well, you can imagine, I had no idea what was going on, what they were doing. And they said, have you been swimming with dolphins? So I said, well, well, no, you know, they they swim with us because, you know, we can't swim with them. We can't swim there. You've been in the water with them. You know, you're not allowed to do that. Well, now I know there was no such law that said that. It said you couldn't harass them and boats couldn't harass them and no explosions could be put in the water. But nowhere does it say people cannot swim with them. So they had actually put a mole, uh, you know, an insider in one of my seminars, and he was there to take notes on what we were doing. And then it just went on to a whole series of where they were finding me every time I tried to go in the water, and then they said I had to go to court to defend my right to swim with dolphins. Well, you know, this was, was shocking for me because I'm not someone who tries to break the law. 
and I wanted to abide by the law. But every time I asked the dolphins, you know, gosh, is, is this something upsetting for you? Is this something we shouldn't do? They would always come back with the same answer, bring people to meet us, bring people into the ocean. They said it repeatedly. And so I sometimes jokingly would say, well, yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> one having to pay the fines. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, that was all I had to hear. You know, I had to to trust what they were saying. It was a big lesson for me and, and uh, be willing to go ahead and participate in what might be called civil disobedience by Thoreau, you know. So um, I just kept swimming with them and they kept charging me fines and um, it went on and on and, and it was a bit of a long story and finally, you know, we got together with Noah and Noah met at my house and we had meetings and uh, they kept trying to stop us from swimming with dolphins. So I couldn't help but wonder, what's going on? You know, why? Why would government agents and the government uh, authority figures at the top be trying to stop people to swim with dolphins? I couldn't really believe it was because they were concerned for the protection of dolphins since they, on the other hand, were allowing U.S. Navy sonar to kill dolphins and whales, and they were giving them permits illegally, the um, National Marine Fisheries Services was, uh, to do that. So how come all of a sudden they're worried about people um, in the water with the dolphins and the dolphins swimming with us? So it really woke me up that they know that the dolphins are highly intelligent. They know that people who swim with the dolphins change. People who swim with dolphins want to be close to nature. They want to to uh, live freely. They want to care about their environment and take care of things. They change. You know, they become self-sufficient, uh, higher consciousness. So many things happen after swimming with dolphins. And because I know that the government has, again, in classified projects, technology that allows them to see the future, to enter the future and, and go there or just observe it, and they could see where it was going to lead to, that more and more people would be swimming with dolphins and whales, learning more and more, and seeking uh, assistance for the dolphins and whales in the ocean. And I think they were just trying to stop it right now and right then. So that's just a little bit of what happened. It's an amazing story of how I was spiritually guided to overcome this moral dilemma and this dark night of the soul, really, where... um, I had to keep doing something that was against the law, but uh, it was in the best interest of the dolphins. So, Joe, so, that's a good place to pause. We're going to go to okay. our next break. Um, but thank you, because that's very important information that not most I think most people would not be aware of. And when we come back, we're going to talk about whales and the messages okay. that the whales have for us. Great, so this great. is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we will be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Mm -hmm. 
are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. We've been talking with Joan Ocean. It's been fascinating getting some of the backstory uh, about her experience of, of swimming with dolphins and the difficulties that she had. And we're going to tell the listeners now about a couple of lawsuits that Joan has been involved in, in an effort to protect the whales. Joan, what, what, what has happened? Well, uh, we we did win the last one there about the, uh, that we brought against um, National Marine Fisheries Services, who are mandated to protect dolphins and whales. And that was very good. There was a female judge, and she. I have the entire transcript of the court case. It was sixty six pages long. Anybody can access it on the internet. And so. Uh, what's come out of that is that they have to take the whale and dolphins and, and also turtles and seals and other sea life into consideration. She uh, ultimately said that there's no reason why the U.S. Navy and should have a right to cover all the oceans of the world, um, that there should be certain areas that are protected and safe, and, and so the Hawaiian Islands are one of the areas they've deemed as a sanctuary and also off the coast of California, Southern California, in particular on this particular um, suit. So um, I did want to get into some of the messages from the humpback whales because that's what's so inspiring. And um, Perfect. If, would that be a good time that now? That would be, sure, absolutely. Love to hear it. Okay, great. So I'm going to just slow down and go into this space <laughs> and uh, just let everyone take a moment to imagine yourself in the water it's it's calm, it's blue, it's beautiful, expansive, and you're there just floating on top, and the whales are talking to you. And these in particular are the messages of the humpback whales. Over many millennia, we whales have developed a group consciousness, and therefore we find the human concept of separation the separate I, me, to be alien and bewildering. Recognition of our group interlink is considered healthy and natural, while the belief in a separate identity is an illusion, since we are all interconnected. The particles of energy matter are all one within the greater whole. Within the group, however... Individual rights must be fully respected. The good of the whole is best served by consideration, gentleness, kindness, and compassion towards every member of the group. Respect for the individual is a necessary and sacred part of the whole. Ideas of personal property are alien to a species in which personal thought is by nature broadcasted telepathically, globally, and consciously. The idea of personal property is in conflict with our philosophy as whales. We overcame greed many millennia in the past. We also see technology as a phase of development that human beings must and will transcend. We whales believe that as human beings evolve, they will become less obsessed with data and technology. Human beings will become more relaxed, introspective, and telepathic. Humans will become more like us. For centuries, we whales have known very little conflict and no war. From time to time, a whale may somehow lose interconnections and begin to see him or herself as separate and may even attack another whale. But we consider this an aberration, grown from contact 
with human thought forms on Earth. You, as human being, might be curious about how whales spend their time considering the fact that we have rejected the ideas of personal property, technology, and war. Perhaps it would be a surprise to point out that whales are very different. We do not measure time. For us whales, the future and the past simply do not exist. We do not have to spend time because we do not believe in time. And yet we do have a clear sense of mission, a reason for being. We believe that we were implanted in Earth's waters by the Old Ones, the ancient group of stellar explorers who left us here to spiritually populate the planet. One of our primary missions as whales is to create changes in the Earth's energy fields which will stimulate changes in human and animal consciousness. In that sense, we are caretakers of the planet, but no less so than you human beings. But many human beings have forgotten their mission of preservation and cultivation of the planet. We whales have not. We do not work with soil or trees or other familiar ecospheres, but concentrate our attention on the grid lines, the matrix, the psychospheres, and basic cosmic energy patterns that bind all life together and create thought. Although this may seem incredible to some, whales can and do influence the minds of receptive people. Whales are only mirrors of the great mind that human cultures think of as God. We are not divine beings in the supernormal sense, but are mystics who intervene between the unformed cosmic consciousness and the human conscious mind. We are not interested in human adoration, but are living symbols of love, which we see as a perversive energy of universal renewal, hope, and peace. Although we do not believe in the future, since we are centered in the eternal now, we are nevertheless able, through extrapolation, to predict, with some accuracy, tendencies that will appear in what you call the future. The future is bright and optimistic, and we whales see you developing as a global community into more gentle, compassionate, and aware beings. So I think I will stop there. That's beautiful, Joan. And it's it's such an unusual opportunity to hear what what they have to teach us and say to us. Yes, yes, I know. I have about three hundred pages of that information, and it's it's very profound. So, um, and you know, just I know we only have a few more minutes here. Um, so we receive that, and it's inspiring, and it's helped me over the years because that came back in the early 1990s. Um, but in the trip in the Dominican Republic, and I won't have time really to go into it here, I will just say that for the weeks that we were there, the people who came, it was a unique group in that nearly everyone except maybe one person had already been with the dolphins here in Hawaii. They'd been to my seminars before. And and that was nice in that they were all good swimmers, they were respectful in the water, they were telepathically, telempathically tuned to the whales, and so we were a very strong spiritual group, which made it nice because the whales chose that time, which was just back in uh, last week of March, first week of April, to communicate with us, merging the whale mind with ours. And how they did that was in our dream states. While people were asleep and dreaming, or asleep, 
they would wake up with a memory of a dream. And over the, the weeks there, there were at least 13 different people who had the exact same dream wow. from the whales. Wow, that's and confirming. They were asking us to help, help them with the ocean, to cleanse and purify it, to assist uh, with some travesties that had occurred on the water, to help uh, send lost souls, so to speak. Souls are never really lost, but people understand that term. To help send them into the light, those that had died at sea. And it was a very profound experience. I'm afraid it's, um, I'm not doing it justice here, but perhaps another time we can talk about that because it was a lesson in how the whales really are entering our awareness, our consciousness, interacting with us. And you know, like the divine, um, what is it called? The, uh, the, where they cannot interfere, just like the extraterrestrials cannot interfere on planet Earth unless humans call for them and work with them. Right. The prime directive, as they it's They have been that called. respect for us. That's right. That's right. We do and just, so in this no. situation, mm-hmm. we were open to work with them, and because of that, they could work with us, and it was an amazing, beautiful experience we had there. So we just have a couple more minutes, and I want to make sure people know about the seminars that are coming up because, and I, I, I would highly recommend if you can attend to, to take the time to go because they are amazing. So we've got uh, one dolphin and whale wisdom from July 12th to 18th uh, this year in Kona, Hawaii. We've got birthing dolphins and the multiverse, August 2nd to 8th, and we have Dolphins and Whales, Mirrors of the Great Mind, and this one is from February 14th to the 27th, and uh, that also, um, I have to tell you, I was on that one, and it was two weeks, it was an incredible experience. There's also coming up the Cetacean Summit, uh, which will take place in Dana Point, California, September 18th to 22nd. So these are wonderful opportunities to, uh, at least with the seminars with Joan, to swim and experience and learn from Joan, and then at the Cetacean Summit to learn from many different people. So, Joan, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show, and I I do invite you back, and I would love to spend more time talking about the whales and anything else that you have to share with us. But thank you so much for tonight. Thank you so much, Anne. Thank you for all that you do to educate and inspire so many. I'm so grateful. I just love you. I love you, too. You are amazing. I'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon. So this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.